When D.C. won home rule in 1974, residents could finally elect their own local government. But half a century later, Washingtonians still don't enjoy the same rights as other American citizens. Residents here have no vote in Congress. Many local activists say that can only be fixed through D.C. statehood. WAMU's Jacob Fenston reports on what's next for the movement. Jamal Holtz was born and raised in D.C. in Ward 8. He remembers the moment that turned him into a statehood activist. Holtz was a teenager when Congress was considering defunding the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare. It was, if you are an American citizen, you deserve quality health care. His own family had struggled to afford quality health care. My parents, my mom was underinsured, uh, and I had experiences where I visit hospitals and doctors and would de- deny treatment just on the basis of the type of insurances that I had. And I actually do have a permanent scar on the back of my head because of it. Holtz wanted to advocate for Obamacare. President Obama put out a call to action. He said, call your senators. But Holtz, along with nearly 700,000 other D.C. residents, didn't have a senator. Truly, I felt like I was a second-class citizen. When D.C. got home rule 50 years ago, nobody saw it as a perfect or permanent solution. Supporters thought it would be just a first step, followed by full representation in Congress. It didn't happen that way. Ann Anderson moved to D.C. in the 60s before home rule. I was sort of lukewarm on home rule. She joined the D.C. statehood party. It was brand new, set up by civil rights activist Julius Hobson. Julius Hobson was calling home rule home fool. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hobson argued home rule was a tactic to pacify and confuse residents of the majority black city. A distraction from full rights rather than a step toward attaining them. There were some people who thought we had to prove that we were deserving of full rights. I didn't think we needed to deserve anything. I thought we already deserved it. Being an American citizen, you get to have some rights. Statehood was not a terribly popular cause at the time. Historian George Derek Musgrove, co-author of the book Chocolate City. Statehood in the 70s is like this sort of far-fetched radical fringe. If you look at the membership of the Statehood Party, just to give you an illustration, by 1979, 1% of registered voters are, are members of the Statehood Party. In the years since, though, other options for giving D.C. voters full rights have fallen flat. There was a proposed constitutional amendment that would have treated D.C. like a state, with two senators and one representative in the House. Uh, and in fact, it passes Congress in 1978. It's defeated before the states, unfortunately. There were various other less ambitious plans, too, like giving Blue D.C. one voting representative, balanced out by adding one new representative for a red state. That failed when Republicans added an amendment that would have overturned the district's gun control laws. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. By 2016, district leaders had coalesced around the statehood idea. Under a president, Hillary Clinton, they thought there would be a real chance. I'm Muriel Bowser. I'm the mayor of Washington, D.C., and I'm calling to order the Constitutional Convention for the 51st state. It would be called Washington Douglas Commonwealth after abolitionist Frederick Douglass. The new state would comprise 66 square miles. This would leave a two-square-mile federal district around the National Mall to be administered by Congress. In a referendum that November, 86 percent of D.C. residents voted in favor of statehood. But then everyone woke up the next day and found out that a president who doesn't support D.C. statehood was elected, which was not what people were planning for. That's statehood activist Josh Birch. President Trump was not a statehood guy. Back in the 70s, D.C. home rule was a bipartisan issue, signed into law by President Nixon. 
But since then, the fight for D.C. voting rights has hardened along party lines. The last time statehood made it to a vote in the House in 2021, Republicans railed against it as being unconstitutional and just a bad idea. It's about Democrats adding two new progressive U.S. senators. This is nothing but a naked power play today. That's all this is about. D.C. has never been a state. It shouldn't be a state, and it's not going to be a state. Republican representatives James Comer, Nancy Mace, and Chip Roy. The bill passed the House on a party-line vote. In fact, the House has passed statehood three times in the past few years, but it's failed in the Senate. Here's Josh Birch. Legislatively, we have never been closer to statehood. And at the same time, we have never been closer to potentially having home rule completely repealed. What happens next with statehood hinges on this November. Who wins the White House and Congress? If Republicans win, statehood activists worry there's a real chance home rule could be rolled back or curtailed. There are people in the House of Representatives majority right now who want to repeal home rule. And that probably sells well to their district people in their district back home. But Democrats haven't been steadfast supporters either. They have sold us out many a time. Obama said he backed statehood and D.C. autonomy, but then he made a budget deal with Republicans that banned the district from funding abortions. President Biden claimed to support statehood, but then allowed Congress to overturn D.C.'s criminal code revision last year. If Democrats win this November, activists say the next step is to make sure D.C. is part of any conversation about voting rights. Jamal Holtz again. We have to be assertive to ensure that our voices are not sidelined. I mean, we saw this two years ago, people fighting for much needed legislation across the country that related to voter suppression. And D.C. statehood was left out of the conversation in many instances. Fifty years ago, the district won home rule after D.C. rights got swept up in the momentum of the civil rights movement. In the same way, activists say statehood can only happen if it's part of the larger fight to defend democracy and prevent voter suppression. Here's Ann Anderson. This is voter suppression from 1801. For WAMU, I'm Jacob Fenston. You can find our stories in this series at wamu.org slash homerule. And coming up this afternoon on WAMU, there's a bill in Congress that would repeal D.C. home rule. And that's not going to pass, but it shows you how retrograde my Republican colleagues are, that you would even put a bill in after 50 years of home rule to take back home rule. A conversation with the district's non-voting delegate, Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton, this afternoon on All Things Considered, here on WAMU 88.5.